0: Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education.
1: Well, welcome one, welcome all. All of you from age one to 99. How does the song go? Either way, I'm Katie Petrick and I'm joined by David Fiorazzo. All right, today, Boston. I can't even do it. Boston and New Jersey. Boston. Boston. And New Jersey schools are breaking in the new year by requiring students to once again wear masks. And why, you may ask about the mask. Well, it's cold and flu season, if you didn't know. And since we spent the last three years normalizing masks, then, you know, it makes sense. It just makes sense.
2: All right. The story comes from a place not too far from Boston Harbor where people park the cars and parking lots. All okay, right, a temporary masking period, though, Katie, it's only temporary, temporary. Yes. it's only temporary. I saw, what was it, uh, one of the representatives, Lauren Bobert, um, tweeted something the other day, we're, we're just like 1,026 days from uh, 15 days to flatten the curve or Ooh, something like that. Is that all we're at? So we're okay. just like 1,000, like 1, like 1, 1, anyway. For 15 days, got it. Um, as an indicator of how politically toxic Such a measure is, even in deep blue Boston, the letter sent to parents by BPS President Mary Skipper studiously avoided calling the policy a mandate and in fact said it was, quote, not a mandate. The letter even underlined the point by stating no one will be disciplined or sent home if they refuse to wear a mask. Now, let's stop right there. I mean, this is an important point they won't be disciplined because there were kids sent home you're supposed to go to school to learn oh you don't want to wear a mask bye what's you know so this is an important point they won't sent home they won't be disciplined you're bad because you're not following the science right
1: yeah well in and, and this is not like you this issue of oh no should we mask or not mask again is not unique to Boston specifically, across the entire country, especially if you have little children, you've run into the, are they going to get the flu? It's been influenza A and B season. Mm-hmm. People are still worried about COVID. People are, if you have, especially any, anyone under the age of one, if you're talking about infants, RSV has been running rampant. All of this has been happening, and it's, we knew this would happen. And it was a matter of- Well, what, we-
2: some people knew that uh, this would <laughs> <Yeah>. happen.
1: <laughs> if if you knew, like it's cold and flu season, it's going to happen, kind of a
2: thing. Wait a minute, wait but, a minute. COVID did cure the cure the flu temporarily, but,
1: but now it's back. Okay. So yeah, right. I'm so confused uh, with all <laughs> of it. Huh? So it was a matter of what was going to happen. What were the politicians going to come out and say, even though this is not political, but it's well, political.
2: It was made political.
1: Uh, you say that at least with the K-12 Boston public school system, they are not making it mandatory. However, Uh, over at the University of Massachusetts in Boston, they are, they did, I guess, at this point, they did, the university made it requiring of the masks. They sent a campus memo out and university officials announced the reinstated mask policy as the Boston health officials urged residents to take precautions after the CDC, centers for disease control and prevention, raise uh, Suffolk County's community risk for COVID-19 from medium to high. So it's fascinating to me that, and this just kind of goes to show how people react throughout this whole COVID thing. Yeah. K-12, they're making it kind of optional. University, grown adults, mandatory that you have to wear your mask. And again, but hey, it's just, it's temporary. temporary but we also found out it's not just boston anymore it was originally just boston it's kind of like they were the the first to go but then there are new jersey schools and there are other schools throughout uh massachusetts area as well uh public schools in chelsea are gonna have to wear the masks indoors uh there was a letter sent out by their superintendent um again they're all kind of as hour by hour, as the CDC, they're waiting with bated breath to what the CDC will say, uh, whether or not it's going to be this, you know, optional mask. It's 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 optional for now, but it is
2: mandatory. Are we going to fall for this again? Waiting for CDC numbers and then we'll wait for the media. Right. That report the news in air quotes to us on how many covid cases, how many cases of the flu. And they don't tell you all the other details. They don't provide context. They're just sensational headlines. How many cases, uh, cases are increasing? Oh, wow, cases are increasing. You know, that doesn't tell you all the things you need to know. But um, what's, what's astounding to me also, Katie, is many liberals cry out for the return of what this article considers wildly unpopular and unproven masking mandates. In response to an uptick a recent uptick of covid cases um and, un- and unfortunately uh, this time around it seems more sanity but it seems more city and state governors or governments as well as school bo- school boards are saying nah let's not mandate this time although some as you say we'll probably hear more and more well starting and it's to do it.
1: it's because i th- Obviously the city and state governments got so much flack from it but they also I don't know maybe they followed the science?
2: <laughs> Qu- air quotes? Air quotes. Science. No, they
1: actually in this instance did follow the they science did follow or the, the lack same. of oh, science okay, okay. that is there.
2: What's <laughs> to clarify? To
1: clarify, they actually followed real science this time around and it's probably because Faughtiuchi is I don't know is he still on his farewell tour between him and Elton John? The farewell tour has lasted forever at this point but it's fascinating to look at COVID-19 cases again it's actually just a slight uptick I talked about flu, influenza A and B and then there's COVID and then there's RSV people are just being like oh mask up like immediately we've had influenza A and B and we've had RSV before this thing of COVID-19 that we've now it's just mm-hmm. cemented in our brains no one wore masks the world went round and round. Yeah. COVID-19 came and now it's mask for anything and everything.
2: This is, a, understand also, we could talk so long about this, but we can't, we're running out of time. This is the human solution to something that you think is out of your control. Who's in control? God and his ultimate sovereignty. But he created the human body in such a way that we would develop natural immunity and antibodies.
1: Science! Science. He put science into oh, us. He put science into us. What's fascinating, go. the total cases for COVID right now are still below a half million, which you may be like, well, that's a half million. When we were in the <laughs> thick of it, it was five million cases when we were in the thick of it.
2: Meaning in 2020 or well, it, the thick of it? The
1: thick of it. Well, yeah. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. When did the pandemic end? Joe Biden doesn't know. So how are we to know? Now, half a million compared to five million, big difference. Huge. Uh, The COVID death rates also remain below 5000 per week consistently since March, and they don't appear to be trending upwards with the recent case account case count, which means you get COVID, you get over it, which is good. That's a great thing that we don't want anyone to be dying from COVID. Hospitalizations are likewise up slightly, but are still less than 25 percent of the total seen yes. during the omicron surge that was last january which okay same time weather and all that and diseases all that yeah. all that stuff getting out there yeah it it's less than it's a quarter less. of that that's great news yeah. and instead of being like hey people good job on washing your hands and staying away from each other nope mask up yeah. mask up
2: so ah let's just let's end with the context (laughs) end with the context that she just provided there and just understand look at the flu numbers look at all the numbers across the board and don't just look at what the media is putting up on the screen to alarm you and to get you into fear again so still to come a new study shows the huge economic impact the lockdowns caused students especially when it comes to their careers after school and how much they'll be able to earn. We're talking about that next.
1: Now that I washed my hands, as you should be doing too, because we do not want to spread germs. uh, We are looking at a slightly frightening statistic. It's interesting. It's also slightly uh, frightening because learning losses from school lockdowns could cause affected students to lose between 2% and 9% of their lifetime earnings as they miss the opportunity to gain critical skills, according Mm -hmm. to a new study by Stanford University economist and Hoover Institution senior fellow Eric Hanushik. All right, he used the results. In a recent study to approximate state by state impacts arising from the worsened educational outcomes, as we know, during the lockdowns, kids were poof gone. They were in their homes. They were supposed to, some of them, be learning, but the learning loss is astronomical compared to even if they would just have been in their public schools going along. They they had a it's it's not only did they have learning loss, that learning loss now will translate into what uh, Eric Hanushek is saying between a 2% and 9% lifetime earnings loss. Hmm. That's, that's huge. You may be saying, yeah, oh, it's only 2%. That. Well, think of all the money mm-hmm. that actually is and how much that could impact your life.
2: That's big. It's huge. And as we've known, I mean, I shouldn't say we, there I, there I went, went around <laughs> doing that now, uh, where many people have warned the impact on mental health the impact on young children the the economic impact of these lockdowns many of them were just you you could not justify them they weren't backed up by the science by the numbers but here we are today so the pandemic has had devastating effects um, but education yes education was a big area uh, hit by The lockdowns.
1: Yeah, as the analysis stated, the pandemic has had devastating effects in many areas, but none are as potentially severe as those on education. There is overwhelming evidence that students in school during the closure period and during the subsequent adjustments to the pandemic are achieving at significantly lower levels than would have been expected without the pandemic. To which I add, which is even worse than what they would have had. It's not like we were great and now we're just good. We were okay, and now we're just bad. Hmm. Like that's the learning loss is even more detrimental when you take into account the quality that was had beforehand. Now, according to the study, the typical American student impacted by school lockdowns can expect to lose 5.6% of lifetime earnings. Losses are most severe in Oklahoma, where lifetime lifetime income is expected to fall 9%. Wow. Okay, so they took a look at all the states and they ranked them up. And they showed exactly how much is being lost. And they said Oklahoma expected loss in their lifetime income from learning losses by the state of schooling is about 9%. Now, the lowest of that, it looks like Utah, Idaho, Alabama, Alaska, Iowa, Nevada, and you can go on the way through. And then you have, that again, that national average of 5.6%.
2: Can you explain... Um... That, because I mean, I, I know a lot of people in Oklahoma, I know some pastors, I know some educators, and it seems like they're pretty good when it comes to the system overall. So I don't understand why they would be hit so hard,
1: well, or it,
2: harder, I guess.
1: You're going to have to ask Eric Hunnishuk and that, okay. on how he calculated the exact yeah. thing. Yeah, um, he, he did talk about uh, similar calculations indicating how state economies are affected by this, and that could play a role. They could lose between 0.6% and 2.9% of economic output over the next century relative to their baseline, with nationwide output losses averaging about one9 of GDP, gross domestic product. So if you take a look at overall economies, uh, I'm not sure Oklahoma is somewhere in the middle there, actually right next to Wisconsin. Um, but when you look at the overall economies, mm-hmm. obviously, you have to look at the big states. Who has the big GDPs to begin with? And okay. California is number one. So that's right. going to be affected hugely. Yep. Then you have Texas and New York and Florida, Pennsylvania. I mean, it, it makes sense when you look at overall then. The size it's not, of the Yeah, the, the size states, of the economy is going to – how their GDP is going to fall on that one. Um, and that actual number for California is $1.3 trillion, they estimate. Um, wow. But the learning losses among the students in the state were actually – the least severe. So it's kind of fascinating when you look at the learning loss. But overall, California has all its issues. So it's when you calculate it out. uh,
2: Well, can we just mention a little bit of good news here? I mean, at the bottom of this article, the portion of American households opting to homeschool their children surged from 5.4% in the spring of 2020 to 11.1% by the end of the year. According to the Census Bureau.
1: Okay, so that's the positive, and that maybe could affect, then, as we move along here, how many of these students who left, like, left the public school system, even if they were being homeschooled but still, like, enrolled in the public school, how many of them left the actual public school system to be homeschooled and how that affects the, like, learning gain they have? So I don't Mm. know how much that's taken into account, but that will be a fascinating study as we move forward. How many students who... Escaped, if you will, and actually got education because they were homeschooled. I like
2: how you said learning gain.
1: Learning gain. Like they actually gained, (laughs) they learned something. That's the whole point. So we'll see what actually happens up. But coming up, we're going to talk about one state, the state of
0: Ohio, Ohio.
1: And their lawmakers are now working to pass a bill that would make it illegal for universities to deny student enrollment based on whether they've taken the... Little jab. This is of course, as a major Ivy League university and many of them are forcing students to prove that they've gotten their jab, uh, one, two, three, I lost count, how many times before they were actually able to return to campus. So go Ohio, stay with us.
0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more. When you use the code Educated. That's E D U C A T E D. Educated. Support this show and a great American company.
1: Well, we kicked off today talking about Boston, Boston, Boston. Temporary
2: masking measures.
1: Boston's yes. temporary masking measures. We have all, an entire state that would ban what they're trying to do over there it's uh ohio where they are the opposite of boston and they're uh have a bill in their house of representatives seeking to ban the covid vaccine mandates at both public and private colleges and universities now i guess boston technically was talking more about the masking than the the jab but it's all the same sentiment House Bill 747 states, no private college or state institution of higher education shall discriminate against an individual, including by excluding, penalizing, or segregating the individual, refusing to enroll the individual, or withholding from or denying to the individual (laughs) any advantage, facility, good, opportunity, privilege, or service based on either of the following. Number one, whether or not the individual has received one or more doses of a vaccine against COVID-19, including any of its variants. And number two, whether or not the individual uses a COVID-19 immunity passport. Oh, so basically, the long and short, and this is why no one reads bills, house bills, to read through that is you can't discriminate against a student for not having the shot. Like this, the, the, having the vaccine, they cannot bar you from coming to class. They cannot ban you from being on campus. They, can, they let the students into the classrooms to learn. That's what this is saying interesting well, thought isn't it
2: yeah and it, it is interesting and by the way ohio um it's pretty red there in the recent elections in their congress and state representatives uh it's not a red state really because you got columbus you got cleveland and you got what's the other one cincinnati cincinnati, cincinnati yeah so it's not a, re- a red state per se, because you got the big liberal we call blue it cities. Purple.
1: Most people would say it's a purplish, purplish but red. recent
2: elections and mm-hmm. elections have consequences. They're, they've been electing more conservatives and Republicans. And this is the type of bill you get from Republican uh, Scott Lips, who introduced the bill by requiring vaccines and discriminating against individuals who choose not to receive one. We are not only making very intimate health decisions for our students but we are showing them that their education choice and autonomy are less meaningful and not of their own control so anyway Hmm. yeah so So, it's interesting so he
1: actually believes in medical freedom
2: what and they're not going to discriminate
1: yep that's true and he told the higher education and career readiness committee that his bill was sparked by a constituent story of having graduation withheld from a private university in southwestern ohio which lips didn't name what it is, but you can probably figure out where it is. Uh, the student was denied access to a clinical required for graduation because she didn't receive the COVID-19 oh, vaccination. Of course. Of course. So, hey, if you're a constituent, sometimes your representatives will listen to you. So go out there and and make your voice be heard. Um, and, currently... And,
2: oh, oh, cool. I was going to say, it's important to point out that this bill is not saying to others... You can't get the vaccine or you can't get the jab. You can do whatever you want, but don't force, force. And, others. And
1: you see that in his little Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was. That's a picture of him saying he received his first injection back in 2021. But he also said it's my steadfast belief that the decision to take a vaccine, any vaccine, is a personal choice involving research. Family Discussions, Medical History, and Freedom of Choice. I will fight for medical freedom. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Lips for yes. Ohio. Yes, thank you.
1: Way to be. Now, mm. uh, colleges, just so you know, in Ohio that require mandate, uh, the vaccine, are Oberlin, which look up Oberlin College and see how <laughs> it involves a bakery. All right. Uh, <laughs> Oberlin, <laughs> Miami University of Ohio, Case Western Reserve University. So uh, there's that, but... We'll see. Yeah. Either way, we've got uh, more ahead because we got the latest Babylon Bee headlines. Yes! woo Stay right there.
0: If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project Media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready.
2: All right, before we wrap things up for today, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. We've picked our favorites, and now we'll decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. We start with House Republicans frantically binge old schoolhouse rock episodes to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Next, per obscure constitutional rule, speaker vote will now be decided by wipe out obstacle course. <laughs> Next, nation in shock, as politicians show up to work four days in a row. Next, Elon Musk named honorary congressman after making 200 billion disappear. And finally, Teacher frustrated as half her students detransitioned over Christmas break. Katie? <laughs> She's, Ooh, now, I think three out of those man, five yeah. had you LOLing, L-O-L-ing. I, but you were covering it up. Lulling. But she was LOLing in here. Three out of those five. Maybe, well, out of those three, yeah, Katie, Maybe I've been... Gone for too long.
0: And we
1: <laughs> haven't had any good, real good satire come out. But man, those are some tough ones after the nonsense that was. And I'll have opinions on that uh, as always, as I do with Healthy Republic. Stay tuned for that. Um, Make sure well, with the House Republican thing and the, the speaker thing, uh, I, 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 I want to do something along that. But then the end, teacher frustrated as have her students detransitioned over Christmas no, break. No, no, they detransitioned. And it's nice that they wrote, of course, the B wrote Christmas break, not, you know. Winter
2: break. Nice call, good mm-hmm. catch. I
1: figured. I figured you'd p- good be catch. proud of that one. Christmas break. But also, nation in shock as politicians show up to work four days in a row. Are we not right on that? Are you I mean, coming to I any decision in no, the near future here? I, can't. I cannot. Someone inform me. What do you think, David? Okay, you, what's I'll, your thoughts? I'll say. You that pick one.
2: I think. The speaker vote will now be decided by the wipeout, wipeout obstacle. obstacle course. Oh.
1: Yes. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness! Yes. They'd all go flying. And like they've got to
2: wear their fancy suits and t- their their thousand dollar not some of them probably thousand dollar suits. I mean, suits seriously, and have the ambulances
1: and... right there because they they're going to need it. Could you imagine wipeout. a Nancy Pelosi, a Mitch oh, McConnell, well, anyone? I, I guess please if let, we're talking how specific, video. it won't be turtle. But if you have Nancy Pelosi out there yeah. or any of them who were. Over the age of like, I'm not going to offend anyone, 80. I'll say 80. Anyone over the age of 80. So, Nancy. It would be so much fun to watch. Anyway, what are your thoughts, people?
2: Let us know. Hey, guys, that's going to wrap up our top headlines of the week, but much more satire next time.
1: All right. Hey, if you're a fan of this show, or a fan of Wipeout. Either way, please do your thing and like, comment, and share if you are, of course, watching us on the social media. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated.
0: Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo, makeup and hair by Katie Scholl, graphics designed by Dan Kaler, Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.